Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's in the bonus with Doug Gottlieb. What up? Welcome in. Doug Gottlieb Show in the bonus here on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app. We got an outstanding pod for you. Really, really good pod for you. Um, I'm not looking for you guys to commiserate with me, but if you want to commiserate with me, um, I have never truly been a fan of most anything. I mean, like the two teams I've been a fan of, they consistently break my heart. Right? Like I was a hardcore Angel fan when I was a kid. And I think most people remember. Uh, I mean, I think everyone remembers O2. But do you remember when Donnie Moore gave up the home run? I mean, that, that was like my first, I think that's what made it, I think that's what, what made it so hard for me, right? Dave Henderson hits a home run off Don, Donnie Moore. This is back in the 86 ALCS. Right? Everybody remembers Buckner's error in game six of the World Series. Few people remember Donnie Moore giving up the home run. Obviously, Donnie Moore, it led to a downward spiral. He, he actually committed suicide. And, um, there are plenty of stories that like this is what really kind of led to it. But as a fan, obviously, you know, I I can't say that my feelings are that uh, awful, that terrible and never want anything to happen to Donnie Moore. But my fandom, like started my fandom. And now I think I was, I got a little PTSD here, guys with the chargers where man, were they bad defensively yesterday? I mean, and as bad as they were, they got gifts from the Dolphins. You know, a fumble from Tua on the first drive, which they were marching down the field. A bad interception, but um, the J.C. Jackson guy, I, I just can't. I can't take the stupidity of how he plays football. I cannot. So I'm not looking for you to commiserate with me, but you can kind of anybody who's followed a team that breaks their heart. You can understand what I'm going through on our first post NFL Monday. It's also September 11th. And all of these things pale in comparison to the remembrances of of so many who perished and so many incredible stories of heroism on September 11th. And here's what I here's what I believe. OK, 
Okay, I believe it's our job as adults. We're now adults. You're listening to the show. You're an adult. Because as much as I like that I have friends who put this on with kids in their car or they put on the podcast, I would say 95% of our listeners are adults. It is, it is absolutely your job if you are 35 years old or older to explain to your children tonight, to explain to people who weren't alive, okay, or they weren't old enough to understand and, and truly reflect all the things that happened on that day. Like we're going to remember 9-11 and say never forget but how many kids know about Flight 93? Right? How many people know about Flight 93? Where like 46 minutes into the flight, the hijackers stormed the, the, hijackers stormed the cockpit. Um, and, you know, they overpowered uh, the, the pilots. They killed a passenger. And then, of course, uh, the passengers chose to revolt, Right where they went and took down the plane, saving what could have been hundreds, thousands of lives. I mean, just the, the whole, the passenger revolt and the Todd Beamer saying, let, reportedly saying, let's roll. You know, it was made into a movie, but I mean, the, these stories of heroism are absolutely real and gut-wrenching, but they need to be told. Like, this is part of the fabric of our country, part of the fabric who would have made us as adult. Uh, adults and I just I sit here and I think man we got to do a better job of teaching people teaching our kids and my kids are close to becoming adults I have two 17 year old daughters they know very little of it even though we lived um, in Connecticut there for the first nine years of their lives and 12 of the first 15 years of their lives like they, they don't know so it's it's our job absolutely to teach them. And I'm going to I'm going to kind of toot my own horn and also kind of give it up to um somebody who's the he's the senior vice president and head of global event strategy and development. His name is Joey Graziano. I had Joey on with me on my All Ball podcast. This is legit what happened. We were at NBA Con and we did a show from there over the summer. And uh, my boss is a man named Don Martin. And Don pulls me aside and says, hey, listen, we have a lot of NBA celebs to put on with you. But um, we want to put Joey Graziano on because NBA Con was his baby, his idea, his event. He's a dynamic guy. And I think you guys will hit it off. He's a former college athlete. So I was like, great. I love it. Joey comes up and... I only when I try to prepare for somebody new for a podcast, I usually like look, I do the I do a couple different search engines and I try and find a couple stories and I try and read up and then I I don't want to know the answer to every question, but I try and ask questions and take me along a path of of your life or your life in sports, your life in basketball and very early on in the interview. So all I knew was that he had played college baseball at Georgetown, and he played there 2002 through 2005. That's all I knew, and that he was the head of of global strategies and, and events for the NBA. Like I thought that was a pretty cool title. So in the process of asking him about how he got into the NBA through playing college baseball, he told me, you know, my dad was a New York City firefighter, a New York City firefighter. And um, some of the virtues that I learned were from a, from him. And, and then all of a sudden, my wheels start burning, right? Because you're thinking, okay, he played college baseball 2002 through 2005. So 2001, he had to be in high school. His dad was a New York City firefighter. I just asked him, okay, 9-11. What was your dad doing? So what we're going to put out on the All Ball feed, remember, just find All Ball. When you find me on Twitter, at Gottlieb Show, you find me on Instagram, um, we'll have the entire story. And Joey went into 
all of the different things about 9-11, that the entirety of that day, of so many different aspects of it. And, um, you know, his, his dad was the only survivor of his latter company. So after talking about it for about 25, 30 minutes, I, I kind of doubled back to ask Joey, because we he told the story from his perspective. I asked him if he had ever asked his dad his version of what actually happened. I don't want to dwell on the 9-11 because I know it's, it's so emotional. Have you, have you ever asked your dad about the day? Yeah. Um, so um, my, my thought, so we're gonna, we'll have it out, Doug. Okay. Uh, so I've gotten into one fight with my father. I appreciate this, by the way. Yeah. I, I, I truly do. I, I, <laughs> I've gotten into one fight with my dad. It happened to be on September 10th. Oh. Um, as you know, senior, you, you were an athlete. I was an athlete. I was at that point thought I was I was good. I wasn't good at anything, but I thought I was good. Um, and my my father um, said that the coach from Haverford, was one of the all Dave Beccaria, one of the all time great human beings on earth, had been reaching out, reaching out, reaching out, and trying to recruit me. And I was like Haverford. I'm a, division, I'm a Division One baseball player. I don't want to do Division Three, right? Yeah. Um, and I didn't, and I, and I wasn't being respectful in my responses back. I, I was just letting him reach out and not respond. And my father told me that, uh, you know, in this house, like if somebody offers you, like you call him back and you say no, and you can say no, but you say no as, as a man, man and you call him. And I refused to, and I told him that he never went to college. He doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. And, um, and that's how I slammed the door. I said a bunch of other expletive words. Uh, as I walked up the door, and my father went to work before I saw him again. So I, I, I thought my father had passed away until the next, into the twelfth, was when we figured, finally found out my dad was alive. So, so, um, where are you on the eleventh year in high school? I, I'm, I'm a senior in high school. Yeah. Um, and then how did how did you guys find out? Because I I was I was driving in a car yeah. from Stillwater, Oklahoma, to Oklahoma City. And I heard it on the radio, and I thought it was like a spoof of War of the Worlds. Yeah. And I walked upstairs to the radio station, and that's when the towers were on fire, and I saw them both come down. Get, paint, paint the picture for me for that day. Yeah, I mean, I was in, I was in, I was in school. We were in a science. I mean, I can remember taking a biology test. Took a test. We like we get noticed that something had happened, and that if your parents were are in the World Trade Center, you could come down to the library for the guidance counselor. And my dad had been at the 96 World Trade Center bombing. I knew my dad was working that day, but I didn't think anything of it. I just was like, keep going to school. Kept going to school. At lunch, we, I saw the first video, the news of the, of the towers and things. Like, and I was like, this is not good. But I, again, didn't recognize how bad it was. My, my best friend, um, his mom worked in, in one of the other smaller towers, and I was more worried about her. Um, so we went, he picked me up, like we went to school together. He drove me home. We first went, uh, to, to check on, um, to check on his father. We went to his father who's a guard, uh, garden city high school guidance counselor. We stopped over there. I was like, is everything okay with mom? She was fine. Um, but then we get home to my house and I knew things were wrong the minute I got home because the cars were lined up in my driveway. Um, this is before cell phones. Like, I didn't own a cell phone. Yeah. So there's no way to me to get a hold of anybody. And I knew. And my mother was cooking. My mom does not cook. Small Irish woman. Like, we do, we do takeout. We don't cook. Um, and uh, she was cooking. And when I walked in, and my, my aunts were in the, in the kitchen, and I knew immediately stuff was, we, things were not good. My mom had heard from my dad early in the morning, and then that was, that was the end. Um, and uh, we ended up not finding out for hours later uh, when somebody said they thought they saw my father. Um, and then it wasn't until he came home after, you know, about 2.30 in the morning. So my dad had been carrying somebody out from the 24th floor. Um, he had met his, the rest of his firehouse in the lobby. Um, and he was carrying somebody who had a, had a heart condition. He kept carrying that man. He jumped on top of the man. The building came down. My dad was outside. My dad's fireman and fellow firemen were inside the tower in the lobby. Um, so my dad, I've seen the video. My dad was my dad was buried alive, and then ended up and, and ended up being able to get out. And and uh, you know his fellow firemen were not. Two thirty in the morning. Do you still have like soot and dirt all like all, yeah, all over him? He, he came, yeah, he came home, um, and and I can remember the first thing he said to me was, "They're all gone." That was that was the first words I've had. I my father and I have had one real protracted very long conversation about it which I 
sat with him. It was a night we were together, just the two of us in Florida, and talked for a very long period of time about it. Um, but that's probably the, the extent we've ever talked about all the details. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So that interview, and my thanks to Joey Graziano for opening up to me, and it was, I think you can, you can hear his voice. I mean, this is a brilliant dude, a successful dude, and what an amazing story. The interview in its entirety will put out on All Ball today. You can listen to it. But in the meantime, I just, I oftentimes reflect on those moments and think of what it was like and wonder what, what your day was like. You know, because if you're, I do understand living in Southern California, it was so far away from New York, it felt very foreign. Now, there was, there's a lot of people who live in Los Angeles who thought, hey, we thought we were next. We thought we were going to be attacked next. I understand that. But unless you felt it, and the reason I felt it, I was in Oklahoma at the time, was I was doing local radio and, you know, there was a lot of fear, as there was nationally, that this was it. And I remember popping on and off radio as we had ran the ABC radio feed and local radio because I was filling in for Jim Traber and Al Eshbeck in the afternoons and evenings in Oklahoma City and simply reiterating not to be afraid, not to gouge prices, you know, just to be safe, just to be vigilant, probably to stay home. And, oh, yeah, by the way, 9-11 actually provided me one of the a, a, a life-changing opportunity. You know, the first, there were no sports that weekend. The following weekend, sports opened back up. And everybody remembers George Bush's first pitch in Yankee Stadium. Um, I actually went to the Oklahoma-Kansas State game, which was a gigantic game in Norman, Oklahoma. And then I flew to Bristol, Connecticut, flying through Cincinnati. There were literally three people in the entire airport, nobody else on my plane. Stopped in Cincinnati back when Cincinnati was a Delta hub. It might have been a Northwest hub. I don't know if it was Delta or Northwest, if you remember. Anyway, I flew to flew to Hartford, and the only reason I got that opportunity was um, they wanted to bring all their talent back on campus. There was a guy named Todd Wright all night, and Todd was, a, I thought, very, very talented. He lived in Tampa. He worked at the Disney Resort. That's where he did his show from at the old ESPN Zone. And he was, I, I think he was a little scared to fly at that time. And so I got an opportunity to fill in for two shows. The first show I ever hosted nationally was Todd Wright All Night. And it was after the Patriots-Jets game in which there's this incredibly emotional moment to start the game. Well, what people who remember the game, that was when Mo Lewis knocked out Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady became the starting quarterback for the Patriots. And this has nothing to do with 9-11, just has to do with my first stupid hot take was, I mean, uh, Tom Brady couldn't even win the job outright at Michigan. How's he going to win anything with the Patriots? All-time dumb remark, right? But that's me. Anyway, I guess I'm just encouraging you to reflect, to understand where we've been, to, uh, to, to spend... And and I think COVID offered a little bit of this, but there was nothing that I can compare to, to those months after 9-11, where we were kind to each other. Where we were kind to each other. And I, I just, I understand that politics is a vicious game. And people play for keeps. But we have allowed the political vitriol to get to the point to where we don't trust any kindness and there just isn't a lot of kindness that's allowed to exist. And what I remember, I I didn't vote for George Bush when he won or when he lost. I, I did not. There were a lot of his policies I didn't agree with. And obviously, I, I thought I, I, I thought we went to war on the wrong terms, okay? I, but I also understood it, but it was more that why didn't they just say, hey, we're pissed off and we're going to write, try and write any wrong to just feel our vengeance or whatever. But we, 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 we did. We went to war, what felt like, on the wrong terms. Maybe, maybe it, the, the truth is they were doing the right thing all along and they just there's parts they couldn't tell us. I don't know. But I will tell you that 
in my lifetime, in my lifetime, of the two or three moments I remember most about any president, right? There was the Ronald Reagan, President Gorbachev, take down that wall, right? That's, and the, I hear you, and pretty soon those people who knock down these buildings will hear you. That moment of George Bush is one of the seminal moments of any presidency in our lifetime. And while he could never pronounce nuclear power or nucleus, and they were, he just was bad on the prompter, and there were times in which he looked overwhelmed. In those moments of crisis... I got to say that George Bush was pretty goddamn good, right? He he was he was pretty good. Um but spend some time with your kids tonight, with your friends tonight and reflect. Because the less we talk about it, the more it resonates and the less we learn from it. And remember that's Joey Graziano, type in all ball, download it. I, I guarantee you will be blown away by this story. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com to see their general tire test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet... There's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Jay Stu, I need you on this one. I really do. The Mel Tucker story. Have you read it? Yeah, I spent a good part of my Saturday evening before sleep reading that extensive USA Today report. Okay, so Mel Tucker is, he has not been fired yet, Um, but it's interesting. Something you said to me, something you said to me has been completely, like I had a friend in the, 
athletic world, in the college athletic world, say the exact same thing, which was, and I'm, I'm not quoting you verbatim, but I believe you said something along the lines of, people are worried about like, should he be? Yeah, he should be fired for stupidity more than anything. Is that is that right? Yeah, I know you can't fire people for stupidity, so they need the actual proof of wrongdoing. But if just alone his stupidity should shouldn't uh, should have got him fired because you can't run a program and be responsible for men if you make decisions like this. Um, yeah. So if you don't know the story, okay, there's a woman named Brenda Tracy. Okay, Brenda Tracy was um, is the most known um, I don't want to say women's rights advocate but she is a she goes around the country and she speaks to college students college athletes she is an advocate not just for like women's rights like that's obvious but she was when she was 24 years old she was uh, reportedly raped by four people um, two of whom were football players at Oregon State. Uh, no charges were ever brought because she didn't choose to proceed. But there's also uh, a backstory to that in that, you know, apparently of the alleged assailants, they were starting to turn on each other, but she wasn't aware of it. It was a different time. There were mistakes made. No, they were never convicted. Um, nor were they ever tried, but we're not going to get into the, like, there's no sense in getting into it because this is who she is in terms of what led her, you know, I think in 2014, she told her story and she's used that as to build a platform as an advocate for the, the proper treatment of women, especially on college campuses. So she went to speak at Michigan State, and there apparently was a friendship which kind of spawned into something. Um, what's the term I'm looking for, Chase? Two more than a friendship, right? Yeah, a flirtation, maybe. Yeah, like a flirtation, and it did like so. Anyway, um, I don't know. Like, look, I guess we it's the pod. We can get into it, right? If you don't know this story, this story has been printed in USA Today, which people don't read nearly as much, but everyone has. If you're in sports, you've read this story. So the story goes, they would have these long talks after midnight on the phone. And during one of these long talks, they discussed uh, having phone sex. And Mel Tucker's side is they decided to have phone sex. Her side is... He just started masturbating while on the phone. Um, and it made her so uncomfortable that, and that was in April, that in December, she actually called the school and started a Title IX investigation, which um, this weekend she told her story because I think she got frustrated by the speed of, of releasing this story or whatever and now it's all out there. He's on indefinite leave. Probably going to lose his job. He had $80 million left on his contract. Okay, so here's the first thing. We can both agree. Okay, and Jay, if you don't agree, we're good. But I think we both agree that regardless of how you feel, and look, is it dumb as a married guy? Of course it is. But... Brenda Tracy, that just sounds like the dumbest person ever to approach. I just, it just does. And this is no shot at her personally, just the idea of like, she goes around college campuses speaking on the dangers of sexual harassment and treatment of women. And that's like, that just strikes me as remarkably dumb. Remarkably dumb. Now, after that, it, it gets really weird, right? Because this is alleged to have happened, but they had 
a bunch of long phone conversations of over 30 minutes. Like I think it was like 27 phone calls of over 30, 30 minutes long. And after the alleged incident, she continued to call and to text him. And he kind of shut it down. So it, it, it strikes you as, okay, was she really bothered by it? Or was she bothered by the fact that he shut it down? And he allegedly shut it down because he said he couldn't trust her because she told her assistant about the troubles he was having in his marriage. Jay Stu, give me a read. <laughs> oh, man. This is a tough one just to kind of uh, sum up, but yeah. It's not because we're on the pod and we can just kind yeah. of talk freely. No, you know, it is. No... And, and, and I, the, the, the next part, too, I think, is maybe a turning point in the, this entire thing. And again, it's a long report, so I, I, I encourage everybody to read it. Um, but at some point, there was a, an exchange between Tucker and her where Tucker kind of to explain why he disconnected, not only did he talk about what you just said about her telling the assistant about the, the marriage and whatnot, but he also referenced something that he had heard from another source where maybe the thing that went down with the Oregon State players didn't go down as, as reported. And I think that at that point, not only is he disconnecting from her, but he seems to also be implying that the whole reason for her uh, advocacy and her, I guess you would say, lack of a better term, business, uh, is called, it was also called into question. And I think maybe it seemed reading, you know, just kind of connecting the dots in the article that ramped up, ramped up her, um, I guess you would say, vigilance to get this story out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, this is just the craziest story I've ever. Now, also you have to take into it, it, you have to take into account the Larry Nasser story, right? Who's just an incredibly despicable human being and cost the university hundreds of millions of dollars. But that only begins. Look at the effects he's had on women at Michigan State, but also women in the U.S. gymnastics program, right? This is like the reason it's stupid is twofold. One who Brenda Tracy is, what she represents and what she's been fighting for. And two, who he works for, right? Like, dude, there, people don't have tolerance anymore anyway, but especially now, but it, it is, the whole thing is odd. The timeline of it happened in April and, and granted, like when somebody is, you know, all, there's always stories about when somebody is sexually assaulted, they don't think people are going to believe him believe them they don't come forward you know because of victim shaming and and whatnot but remember brendan tracy is an advocate for women to come forward women to speak their truth so the idea this happened in april and it wasn't until december that she filed a claim with the school that one strikes me as a bit odd i just i need i need a greater understanding of Okay, if you were really, really uncomfortable about it, and it really made brought up all of those awful feelings of the past, then I don't know why would you wait that long. Is that a fair question to ask, Jay Stu, or is that? I think I think it's fair, uh, but I think you couch the entire thing with the truth, which is it's really hard to judge the um, the. Amount of time between an episode occurring and when it was reported or whatnot. It's really hard to judge that. I, I'm i not sure we could do that. But um, this guy was – this guy not only uh, did what he did at Michigan State where it has to be super, super sensitive to anything even close to this, but it just seems like – He's attempting to explain it away, Doug, in that report. Something that you can't explain away. Like, he has a story to tell, but Doug, would, would you be surprised if he never coached again? I would not be surprised if he never coached again. I mean, maybe in the, maybe in the NFL as some sort of as a coordinator. 
I don't. I think in college football it'll be really hard. But I also think that you know before all the details came out, I thought he's losing eighty million dollars. I I think there's going there's going to be. It feels like no doubt there'll, yeah. there'll be some sort of settlement here because, like, look if his if his side of the story is I disclosed it. I've been honest. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's a level of inappropriateness to it. Okay. But there is no actual physical contact to it. And it's a, he said, she said, and he feels like he's been honest. And, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't think it's crazy to think that he gets somewhere in the neighborhood of half what he's owed. And yet again, Michigan state ends up suffering because of it, right? They were just starting to rebuild their image, right? They had the first good year with him and then they'd fallen, they fell apart last year, you know, with Kenneth Walker going to the pros and now they are back at, at two and oh, and again, I know that football pales in comparison, but it's so much of the lifeblood and it's just so embarrassing to the school that they can't, they just keep starting fires. But I also think that like, yeah, I mean, if he told the truth, if he did disclose this, and there, and it's a he said, she said in terms of the appropriateness of it, and she was, I, I don't know. Do I think he works in college again? I do not. Do I think he works in football again? I do. But I would also say that a good portion of it has to be, um, you know, how much does he work based upon the fact that, that what is his settlement action? If he gets nothing, well, he's going to have to work. He's going to have to coach on some level. Like, that's his skill set. Oh, yeah, by the way, did you see that what his wife does for a living or what she used to do for a living? I read that and then I forgot about it. What is it? She's a lawyer. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. She's a lawyer. No, to quote, and, to quote and, Andrew and, Brandt, there, there will be lawyers before this, uh, before this ends. And to quote everybody... We all know there's only three undefeated teams. One here, 72 Dolphins and Father Time, right? Untied, undefeated. Untied, undefeated. Crazy story. I was going through all of these stories with a friend last night. You know, we're going through the awful Penn State story, the Baylor basketball story, Oklahoma football back in the day. This one seems to be maybe the craziest. And and when I say craziest, it's because, dude, there we're like, really? At Michigan State? Like, what are we doing? And Brenda Tracy? What are we, like, all of this stuff strikes me as remarkably dumb and avoidable. Remarkably dumb and avoidable. That's what it's, it strikes me as. It's a wow. It's a wow. And and the story's so big that it's kind of overshadowed. Dude, Texas beat Alabama, and Alabama looked very pedestrian. The SEC looks kind of pedestrian. Um, I don't know. I I, we, I want to do a lot of college football tomorrow, but the Mel Tucker story is just give me your thoughts at Gottlieb Show. It's a wow. I just I, I can't. There's read that really read the story. You know, there's there's no movie, so you have to actually read it. Really read that story, and I think you'll be blown away by so many different elements to it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Let's get to what the Fox said. And now, what does the Fox say? Here's uh, Jonas Knox and LeVar Arrington talking about the Giants and how they recovered from last night's whooping at the hands of the Cowboys. How do you recover? Like, uh, that, that was um, bad you know, enough. It, it's week one. And it's bad enough. It was a, it was such a shellacking <laughs> that you could almost write it off and write it up to it's the first game of the year, and all we can do is go up from here, you know. And that's that. Maybe that's maybe that's the frame of mind here. Is is that it? It didn't go the way they would like for it to go. Um, anything that could have gone wrong seemingly went wrong. You know, Dak Prescott wasn't even a major factor in them winning the game. I mean, it wasn't like he was like this world-beating quarterback that came out there and was (laughs) destroying them. As as advertised, Micah Parsons has gotten his uh, defensive MVP candidacy uh, off to to an amazing start. they they just they you know they did what they needed to do in other areas of the of the game. But keep in mind, I, I saw a stat where somewhere along the lines of like like eighty uh, percent or eighty five percent of NFL games are decided by a touchdown or less. I, I that game was over at halftime, and then you know the first possession of the second half, you're like, wow, it's actually gotten worse if possible. You know. So I, I just I, – I can't even fathom how bad – how bad that was. That was awful, right? And I don't, I don't fault you know, Daniel Jones for the most part. His line was so bad. They were so overwhelmed. And that's one of those games where you have to come back and go like, are the Cowboys that good or the Giants that bad? And maybe it's a little bit of both. And maybe the Giants played poorly and didn't block. But, man, they didn't block anybody the entire night. That's as embarrassing a performance as I've ever seen in the National Football League. Or maybe as impressive a performance as I've ever seen. Here's Dan Patrick talking about the Chargers-Dolphins game. This is what happens, though. We do overreact, but what what reaction is not an overreaction? If we say, oh, my God, they're really good, or, oh, my gosh, they're not good at all. Like, 
the Dolphins beating the Chargers, which was my pick last week of my favorite matchup, and it proved to be the best game of the weekend. Tua looked wonderful. Here's the Chargers being the Chargers. You're at home. You know, your last game prior to this, you couldn't stop anybody. You blew a big lead, and here we are again. You know? and, but give credit to Tua. He played well, and Tyreek Hill is uncoverable, uh, I think, in his words. I've never seen anything like what Tyreek Hill did, did to the Chargers yesterday. And I know a lot of it is the stupidity of J.C. Jackson. You know, if, you're, if you didn't watch the game, J.C. Jackson is the cornerback who got called for interference on uh, pass interference on like the 30-yard line with no time on the clock in the first half, which gave the Dolphins a very makeable field goal right before the half. They had no shot. Ball's in the air. Will is going to hit the ground. He's got four defenders around him. Didn't matter if he caught it. Clock had expired. No football IQ. This this dude fucking tackles the guy, and the Dolphins kick a field goal. The Dolphins end up winning by two points because they missed their own extra point. But, I mean, J.C. Jackson gifted him three. Then the third quarter, he gets an interception. They're up four. gets an interception in the end zone. Instead of taking any, he runs it out to the six. That's some other dumb shit. They run out to the six on second down, maybe, or third down. The Chargers step out of bounds, which should have been a first down. Typical Chargers. But uh, Herbert gets sacked on third down at, like, the one-foot line. So then there's a short punt, and then the Dolphins score. And you'll never guess who they beat to score. That's right, J.C. Jackson. He was awful. One guy one guy won the game for the Dolphins, Tyreek Hill. One guy cost the Chargers the game, J.C. Jackson. That's how I look at that game. I mean, this is the highest paid cornerback in the league as a free agent going back to last year. Last year, he got toasted a couple times coming off of injury, then got hurt, missed the rest of the year. He got pulled yesterday because he was just so bad, and he got pulled last year. He sucks. Cut him, get rid of him, eat the money. Colin Coward said this about Russell Wilson. You got to give me some special. Yesterday, I just saw efficient, a bunch of underneath stuff. The passing chart. They didn't throw the ball down the field. Russell was 27 to 34, but only 177 yards. No pop, nothing over the top. You're not going to win a Super Bowl if every drive has to be 11 yards, 11 plays. You're just not going to be. I need special. Sean Payton could go get somebody for 28 that's efficient. You got to have pop when you start paying 45, 48, 52. There was a great example. 6.30 left, fourth quarter, big series, trailing 17-16. Give Russell the ball. Sean Payton, he got pretty good protection, and it was a three and out. They got pretty good protection yesterday, the Denver, and they had an efficient run game. Now, Jerry Judy does return maybe in week three or four, but they had decent protection. That's what the data says. They rushed for almost 100 yards. There's some talent on that field. They'll get Judy back. They will help. But I just saw a lot of checkdowns. I saw a lot of short passes. Now, Russell moved better than he did last year, but he didn't really run. That's part of it. And, and you know, again, I don't buy that he's washed, but I do now buy that he's just uh, very efficient. That contract Russ- starts next year. This Russell, thing's not lasting two years if you're losing home games to the Raiders. R- Russell Wilson rushed for one yard yesterday. I think part of it is he's trying to do what Sean Payton wants, and yet Sean Payton's not asking it. And, yeah, to say they, those are pedestrian numbers is a massive understatement. That's what the facts said. And now. <laughs> what does the facts say? Let's find out who or what's annoying Jason Stewart. And now, it's your annoying. Jay? Hey, Doug. So, um, I'm a Chargers fan, admittedly. You are. Um, I just heard what you said about the Chargers. I think that's a pretty fair way to sum it up. Uh, J.C. Jackson lost the game. Uh, uh, Tyreek Hill won it. That's pretty good. But I'm going to go a step further because I know he's your friend, but the Chargers front office annoys the hell out of me this morning. Um, remember the day after uh, the big fact that there just aren't a lot of Charger fans because there wasn't like a groundswell 
of of people pissed off to maybe change the minds of the Chargers front office. For financial reasons, I know this is always always a consideration with the Spanos, and I think I think uh, Tom Telesco I think didn't want to kind of suck up that pride and let a guy go that he hired you know two two years into his his um, his hiring. So now we're stuck with Brennan Staley, and the only problem is Doug. And the reason why I wanted him fired is because this is a big year. This is this is Justin Herbert's final year of his rookie deal. This is likely Eckler's final year. We have we've spent so much money on that defense. I think it's I think it's the most amount of money spent on a defense of any team in the NFL. So think so you know changes are probably coming after this season. This is like the one year that we needed a the leader at the top to to make a difference or be a difference maker. And Brandon Staley is calling the defensive plays for a team that gave up all those yards and points yesterday. So I need to put it on the Chargers front office. And by by the way, they also signed J.C. Jackson to a lot of money too. Um, that's what I'm annoyed by today, Doug. As bad as the defense was, it was still a winnable game. And as much as we want to blame the defense, that last two-minute drill was a mess from the Chargers. And we were told they had an upgraded offensive coordinator, a guy who played in the league, has been calling plays in the league, and they, they, they it was an abject disaster at the end of that game. I didn't think Herbert played spectacularly. He was fine, but he wasn't great. And, you know, look, Tua, some incredible throws to Tyreek Hill. There were plenty of balls that died in the air. There was still a bad interception, a couple of fumbles. Um, there, there was... Plenty of stuff there that went wrong. Like the Dolphins weren't perfect, and yeah, it was a it was a bad one. I mean, look, Staley's going to get fired if they if if this season turns anything less than a playoff season. But yes, I would I tend to agree with you. It's a big year, and he may not. In fact, he may not. In fact, be the guy. Who else? Um, I know that the the industry, this uh, paradigm shift we experienced in the last three years, uh, gambling companies a lot of time on our shows and i get it our talent and you and cowherd are compelled to give your picks and to go on record and we'll have we have fun with it with the gambler on friday but this is kind of where you you get into danger here uh cowherd was over five in his picks this blazing five says it was the first time ever and i don't blame anyone for going over five sports betting is hard uh sports betting is a coin flip no matter how well you think you know this is, it's a coin flip. This was Cowherd's explanation of why the Giants were going to cover on Sunday night. Cowboys and Giants. Give me the G, man. By the way, do you know they were the best team in the league last year against the spread? Day Bowl is a dog, 13-4, and four, dog barking here. Darren Waller will help the tight end spot. Rookie Jalen Hyatt, I think, is explosive. He's a rookie receiver. Keep your eye on both. Daniel Jones at home last year. Young quarterbacks are often better at home. He's pretty good at home. 94 passer rating. 16 TDs. Three picks. The Cowboys were a 500 team on the road. Kellen Moore's gone. I got a Tyron Smith left tackle issue and a Tyler Smith left guard issue. I don't love this staff. I think the best coach on the staff is their defensive coordinator. I do not buy that Daniel Jones and the Giants are regressing. Dable, year two with Daniel Jones and better weapons, is a better Daniel Jones. He may have a ceiling. Giants, shock America. I'm taking the hook, three and a half. They beat the Cowboys 27 to 24. So what's annoying about it? Yeah, that, that it's just that wrong. What's annoying about it is the the tone and the conviction, like just like selling it, and maybe if you suffer enough of these, maybe hopefully, maybe you could like recalibrate the uh, amount of conviction that you have about these picks. Maybe a little bit more humility in that. I know at the end of the day, these are a, a coin flip. What I'm about to tell you is not necessarily. Um, something that I that I that I'm going to bet my house on, um, stuff like that. I just think the language needs to be a little bit more um, measured when it comes to these picks. That's what annoys me. 
Oh, look, dude, I just think it's hard. I, I think what you started with is completely accurate. It is so hard to bet sports. It's incredibly hard. Uh, and it, but it is annoying. The, the conviction of people with their picks. What I like about Colin, though, is what Colin will do when Colin is right, Colin is wrong. Other guys are wrong and they just bury their picks. Really he bury. does. He does. And I respect that about him that the, the, the original conviction is kind of the, what, so anyways, uh, this is, this is kind of a heavy one. I know we came off the, the, the Mel Tucker stuff, but the Art Bryles situation is so annoying. Uh, for those who don't know, a, I think the defensive coordinator for offensive. Okay, offensive coordinator for the Sooners um, is married to the daughter of Art Bryles, who was fired uh, and disgraced the ex-coach at Baylor. I guess he's persona non grata, um, and he was on the sidelines with Oklahoma gear. And uh, the coach for Oklahoma, the head coach Venables, was compelled to address why Bryles was on the sideline with family members and he said, quote, I will take care of it or it will be handled or something like that. I just think this is so ridiculous that a head coach of a program is forced to uh, say, I will take care of it and how sensitive the landscape is on this. And it just annoys the hell out of me that that was a thing on Saturday night. Oh, I don't think there's any question. Um, the, the worst part was the 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 writer who asked – the offensive coordinator of the question clearly did not know that our Browse was his father-in-law. And then he followed up with the, yeah, well, how do you think that'll look? I mean, that's really what happened. You know, I mean, I, I just, I, I, it, Jeff Libby is the offensive coordinator's name. And now Jeff Libby today had to, he didn't actually apologize. He apologized because it wasn't the intent, right? They, uh, they obviously made it to him and said it shouldn't have happened. They shouldn't have been on the field. But, you know, people spun it as though they had a, he had a uh, sideline pass. But I think the biggest biggest problem is that the reporters, at least that reporter, did not know he was the father-in-law. And so it seemed a lot more nefarious than it actually was. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, it, this, this strikes me as kind of a nothing burger, us finding a reason to be outraged over over something we don't need to be outraged of. So there it is. The uh, faux outrage over Art Bryle Saturday. Okay. Uh, the uh, people in your capacity host selling gambling predictions with such conviction. And then uh, the Chargers front office. Okay, I was 3-3 three and three in my pro picks, right? I think I was 3-3 three and three in college picks as well. Not a great weekend, but we did survive. So I'm not going to... Um, um, uh, um, I'm not going to in any way, in any way, okay, say that my picks are great, but I survived <laughs> and I have advanced and I hope to get better. Uh, let me see here. Which one do I want to, which, which is the most annoying? Art Bryles. Situation. Yeah. Yeah. I think our, our Bryles thing is most annoying. It's really annoying that, you, when you, with your energy to ask the question of Jeff Levy, you didn't take a second. And Levy obviously had been at Baylor, but you didn't take a second to go, "Hey, wait a second. Why is he with his kids and his like? Hold on, ask somebody." Instead, it felt like, you know, he's just he was chasing something, chasing some fake outrage. And to that, yeah. Why are we doing this? Why do I? Because we can. This is uh, this is one of the more tame because we cans, but that's all I could come up with. Jamar Chase had called the Browns elves going into this game, and then he had to uh, eat some crow afterwards. It's frustrating because I called the ass elves and we just lost to some elves, so I'm pissed on my part. I'm not I'm pissed on Alan adding. Um, like I said, man, we got missed opportunities. We didn't capitalize on that shit, and, and we lost. I love it. Um, didn't capitalize on that shit, and we lost. They they got they got smacked, really smacked. Why can we play the unedited clips? It's a podcast, baby, because we can. Let's get to our pick of the day. 
Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby! It's time for the pick of the day. Aaron Rodgers has started out poorly uh, several seasons in Green Bay. Now, he does have better energy, and he is happy to be there, and the Jets feel like a story of a team that could make a run. But I, I think... I think we're greatly underestimating just how good the Bills have been the past couple of years. And I'm not picking against the Bills as a two-point favorite in New York. I will pick against – I'm going to give you a a parlay here. I'm going to take the Bills and the over. The Bills and the over. The Bills and the over. That's it for the In the Bonus podcast. Check out the radio show, which follows us on the iHeart Podcast Network, iHeart Sports Network. In the meantime, you can listen to us live, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio or FoxSportsRadio.com or the iHeartRadio app. I'm Doug Gottlieb. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.